Welcome to Petrifaction. I'm your host, Petey. And if you like stories about ghosts, monsters, vampires, the weird and mysterious, UFOs, Bigfoot, and other cryptids, you're in the right place. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Remember, friends, be prepared to be petrified. have a UFO story and I work nights. When I work nights I listen to Coast to Coast a lot. They had this guy on who runs a website that collects and investigates reports of UFOs. He was reading off some of the reports he had received the previous day and one was from a small town literally on the other side of the state line. They reported seeing a black triangle craft hovering over a field and had watched it for a good long time. They said it suddenly shot off southward. The same night as that was reported to have occurred, I was sitting in a traffic light facing east. It was late, the tree line was pitch black, and the sky was that dark blue. And I saw a black triangle flying southbound within the same time period as the other report. The guy gave a phone number and I called it. He actually answered and I told him about what I'd observed and backed up the other report and description. He asked if I would fill out a, a report, and I did. Here's the report. It was to the National UFO Reporting Center. It's a sighting report that occurred on August 5th, 2015. It was reported on August 6th, 2015. And it was posted August 13th, 2015. Location, Indian Lake, I'm sorry, Indian Land, South Carolina. The shape of the triangle and the duration of the sighting was one minute. Witnessed same triangle-shaped craft reported in Weddington on Wednesday, August 5, 2015 at between 2200 and 2300 hours while on patrol. I observed a triangle-shaped craft with three red lights on it traveling at a high rate of speed near Indian Land, South Carolina slash Waxhaw, North Carolina. The craft was traveling southbound just east of Highway 521 
in Indian Land and west of Providence Road and Waxhaw, paralleling both roads. At first, I thought it was a private aircraft due to several airports in the area, but as I work nights, I'm familiar with the regular approach and departure patterns for the airport. And this craft was low, and it was traveling at a very high rate of speed, much faster than a normal aircraft. The body of the craft appeared black, and I was unable to make out any detail or cockpit. I did not hear any sound from the craft. I'm reporting this after hearing the other report from the Weddington Wesley Chapel area in North Carolina, which is literally just over the border. I'm convinced that I witnessed the same craft that was reported on August 5th, 2015. Wendigo. While this creature is considered by many to be the creation of horror writer Algernon Blackwood in his classic terror tale, The Wendigo, this wood spirit was and is very real to many in the northern woods and prairies of the state. Many legends and stories have circulated over the years about a mysterious creature who was encountered by hunters and campers in the shadowy forests of the upper regions of Minnesota. In one variation of the story, the creature could only be seen if he faced you head on because he was so thin that it could not be seen from the side. The spirit was said to have a voracious appetite for human flesh, and the many forest dwellers who disappeared over the years were said to be victims of the monster. The American Indians had their own tales of the Wendigo dating back so many years that most who were interviewed could not remember when the story had not been told. The Inuit Indians of the region called the creature by various names including Wendigo or Wetigo and there are a couple of others but each of them was roughly translated to mean the evil spirit that devours mankind. Around 1860, a German explorer translated Wendigo to mean cannibal among the tribes along the Great Lakes. Native American versions of the creature spoke of a, of a gigantic spirit over 15 feet tall that had once been human but had been transformed into a creature by the use of magic. Though all of the descriptions of the creature vary slightly, the Wendigo is generally said to have glowing eyes long yellowed fangs and overly long tongues. Most have a sallow yellowish skin, but others are said to be matted with hair. They're all tall and lanky and are driven by a horrible hunger. But how would a person grow to become one of these strange creatures? According to the lore, the Wendigo is created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism to survive. In the years past, such a practice was possible, although still rare, as many of the tribes and settlers in the region were cut off by the bitter snows and ice of the North Woods. Unfortunately, eating another person to survive was sometimes resorted to, and thus the legend of the Wendigo was created. 
But how real were or are these creatures? Could the legend of the Wendigo have been created merely as a warning against cannibalism? Or could sightings of big look, Bigfoot-type creatures have created the stories? While this is unknown, it is believed that white settlers to the region took the story seriously. At times, they even took the sightings and reports quite seriously and made it enough of the local culture that stories like those of Algernon Blackwood were penned. Real life stories were told as well, and according to the settlers' version of the legend, the Wendigo would often be seen, banshee-like, to signal a death in the community. A Wendigo allegedly made a number of appearances near a town in northern Minnesota from the late 1800s through the 1920s. Each time that it was reported, an unexpected death followed, and finally it was seen no more. Native Americans actively believe in and search for the Wendigo. One of the most famous Wendigo hunters was a Cree Indian named Jack Fiddler. He claimed to kill at least 14 of the creatures in his lifetime, although the last murder resulted in his imprisonment at the age of 87. In October 1907, Fiddler and his son Joseph were tried for the murder of a Cree Indian woman. They both pleaded guilty to the crime, but defended themselves by stating that the woman had been possessed by the spirit of a Wendigo and was on the verge of transforming into one entirely. According to their defense, she had to be killed before she murdered other members of the tribe. There are still many stories told of Wendigos that have been seen in northern Ontario near the cave of the Wendigo and around the town of Kenora. A creature has been spotted by traders, trackers, and trappers for decades. There are many who still believe that the Wendigo roams the woods and the prairies of northern Minnesota and Canada. Whether it seeks human flesh or acts as a portent of coming doom is anyone's guess, but before you start to doubt that it exists, Remember that the stories and legends of this fearsome creature have been around since before the white man walked on these shores. Unlike other terrifying carnivores, the Wendigo doesn't rely on pursuing his prey in order to capture and eat it. Rather, one of his creepiest traits is his ability to mimic human voices. He uses this skill to lure people in and draw them away from civilization. Once they're isolated in the desolate depths of the forest, he attacks them and then feasts on them. The Algonquin people say that during the turn of the 20th century, a number of their people went missing. The tribes attribute many of the mysterious disappearances to the Wendigo, thus calling him the spirit of lonely places. Every so often, an alleged sighting emerges. Most recently in 2019, mysterious howls in the Canadian wilderness led some to question whether they were caused by the infamous man-beast. One hiker who was present said, I've heard many different animals in the wild, but nothing like this. 
Much like other legendary beasts, the Wendigo remains a fixture in pop culture in modern times. The creature has been referenced and sometimes even depicted in a variety of hit television shows, including Supernatural, Grimm, and Charmed. Interestingly enough, there are even a couple of lakes today named after the beast, including a Lake Wendigo in Minnesota and a Wendigo Lake in Wisconsin. But those who believe in the physical Wendigo think he might still be out there in the woods. And underneath that terrifying flesh-eating demon, there might still be a human man who was once just a hungry hunter. Petrifaction is sponsored by LegacyBrewing.shop. At LegacyBrewing.shop, it's all about the coffee. In addition to wonderful tasting gourmet coffee, you can also get all your accessories at LegacyBrewing.shop. They have the most adorable animal coffee mugs, and if you have great coffee, you have to have a great mug. Check them out today at LegacyBrewing.shop. that's all for today's podcast. I thank you for tuning in and I hope you liked the show. If you did, please tell a friend, give us a rating and hit subscribe. If you have a story you would like to share on Petrifaction, you can contact me at pd at petrifaction at protonmail.com. And remember to check out today's show notes for more information on today's stories. Please return next time to hear more stories and friends be prepared to be petrified.